Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey Cobbers, from the land down under, this is the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast. Whether you're with the Strikers, the Stars or the Sixers, you might be a renegade, enjoy the heat, love the thunder, like a scorcher or prefer hurricanes. Brought to you in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk. Tie your kangaroo down, put another shrimp on the barbie and enjoy the fun. It's gonna be a ripper. Big Bash 10. Hello everybody, welcome along, it's another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily and we've seen action today, early hours of uh, UK time. Melbourne Renegades succumbing to the Hobart Hurricanes who have gone back to the top of the table in the Big Bash League. Going to talk about that and also talk about a certain thing that happened in Adelaide as well where Australia absolutely trounced India and 36 all out for the Indians. Thank you very much to bluecrocodile.co.uk snapping up the right mortgages for you. bluecrocodile.co.uk Thank you to them for their support of these Big Bash dailies. Joining me to talk about all of the aforementioned action is Oliver Prendergast and Abai Meta. Abai, start with you. It's kind of bittersweet day for you, really, isn't it? How about Hurricanes, your team in the Big Bash? They played really nicely, but then India 36 all out. Yes, uh, it was very bittersweet. I was very happy in the morning when Hobart won. But then what happened with India, I was wondering if a, a hurricane happened in Adelaide. Uh, probably we can name it as Hazelwood Hurricane to India. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was, uh, I think most of the fans and of Indian cricket team would be very speechless. Was just some grit and application needed today in the first session. But Cummins and Hazelwood just ran through. I don't think anybody could have predicted quite what happened today in Adelaide. I certainly set my alarm clock to listen to the end of the, uh, um, th- well, what I thought was going to be the end of the third day's play. It happens rather quicker than we were anticipating. Ollie, let's start with the big bash stuff. Hurricanes winning by six wickets today. 14 balls left. It was a, a canter in the end. Melbourne Renegades making 157 for five. At one stage, it looked like they were going to get a lot more than that. Sam Harper ended up 66 not out. He had a good 113-run partnership with Riley Rosso. When Riley Rosso was out, it looked like Melbourne were going to go on quite a lot further than they finally did do. 113 for three ended up 157. It never was enough, was it? No, they just didn't seem to, they didn't have that big sort of final flourish that they, they really wanted. It looked like they were going to really get after those two went after the dismissal of Riley Russo and, and then Naby came in, but he didn't really get going. Just just going, just over one, uh, run a ball for 14 and, and Meredith. It, it does show a little bit the um, how, how they um, 
do struggle a little bit at the end of the innings. But I, and also as well, can I change my prediction from earlier? Because I'm starting to get worried that Hobart look really solid. Like they look a good side. They look like they could be really, really strong throughout the tournament. They don't seem to struggle with any situation at the moment. They still look really good. So I'm, I'm completely, I look completely wrong at the moment about my prediction of, of how badly they would do. Still very early days though, Ollie, to be changing your horses just yet. Uh, we, we see we see a lot in these T20 um, tournaments around the world. It's not the team that necessarily comes out the traps quickly that always wins it. The danger, Ollie, is that Hobart are maybe peaking a bit too early. Yes. Also, they, they actually had the um, advantage of playing at home in, in the first round of matches being staged in certain places. So maybe that's true. So maybe I was a little bit quick to jump the gun. But they do look um, well-organised, not their bows. And, and with James Faulkner, I think if he hasn't taken the most, he's definitely the top two or three. I think he is the highest-taking power play bowler. So he, he seems to have found his rhythm again. They seem quite threatened with the new ball. So, yeah unpleasantly surprised by how well they're doing. Yeah, yeah don't get me wrong. How about Hurricanes? I totally agree with you. They're the real deal at the moment, playing some really good cricket. And Abai, it was uh, Ben McDermott, wasn't it, who uh, kind of really did play a, a terrific innings today. 89 not out from him, 55 balls, 7 fours, 5 sixes from Craig's lad. He, he never looked in trouble today. He just, they romped home in the end. 161 for four they made, 14 balls to spare, as I say. And uh, Ben McDermott just uh, cruised through the uh, the innings and took Hobart home. Absolutely. Very happy for him. He's uh, been performing for Hobart since, I think, two, three seasons. He was also a part of Australia A, facing India, Indian team, and uh, performed well over there as well. And he's just come in and started performing for Hobart. Hobart missed him for the first couple of games, and it, he's really showing the, what he means for Hobart. Uh, so, like I said, uh, Hobart, how they handle all the changes, because there are more star players to come in the Hobart side. How they handle that would really determine their overall performance. And coming back to Ben McDermott, he's he's really doing so well that he's putting up a good competition uh, for Alex Carey, uh, for the Australian white ball sides, I would say. This big bash is going to be crucial for both of them. It's interesting what you say there, Abai, about the how they manage the changes. Because obviously they've got David Milan to come in. You don't want to change your winning side too much, do you? But obviously you've got to bring David Milan in as, a, as an overseas. So, I mean, Will Jacks' position possibly at the top of the order looks a little bit vulnerable at the moment. But it's going to be a, a bit of a balancing act, isn't it? To bring in the new faces, but keep the momentum going. Yes, indeed. Most of the star power was going to come after three matches, uh, which is happening now since McDermott has come in. So it's going to matter a lot, but I think they will need to strengthen their bowling a bit more. And Kimo Paul, who was included today, I was very happy that he got included, but he doesn't seem to be so threatening right now. Maybe early days, it was just his first match after quarantine period, so we should not uh, judge so much today's performance. He did not play for Delhi either, so I'm not sure how much... uh, of a form he could get in but Sandeep Lamichane for sure he would benefit Hobart a lot In changing times like these make a change yourself buy your own home still living with parents or renting why not buy your first property mortgage rates are lower than ever speak to Blue Crocodile Blue Crocodile yeah Blue Crocodile they'll get you the right first time buy a deal by searching the market for the most competitive option for you they don't bite they're just straight talking people like me give them a bell or go online Blue Crocodile 
Ollie, we, we talked about the, the rules changes the other day on the on the podcast and the, the kind of the modus operandi with that was to try and not talk about the rule changes so much in the actual individual podcast themselves, but hard to not mention the X Factor substitution made today. The Renegades at the 10 over mark, they were 69 for two at the time, plenty of batting still to come and they opted to bring in another batsman in Mackenzie Harvey and they dropped Peter Hatsoglu to the bench at that stage. They actually never really needed that extra batsman and they could have done with uh, Hatsoglu in the field I think to try and restrict the Hobart reply. We said in the in the podcast the other day that I think a lot of these rules the teams are struggling to really get their heads around how to really maximise the effectiveness of it and I think that was a mistake from the Renegades today. Yeah massive well hindsight is, is, is wonderful but also I think they almost try to be too clever with it and overestimate what they're going to do and overestimate the bowling they have so obviously they'll look back with regrets and that but yeah I do think they tried to be almost too clever and too confident about it there it also would have probably disrupted their game plan as well and it gave them much less bowling options it took away that mystery factor so yeah it's disappointed and a little bit concerning for Renegade because they've had a couple of bad and it wasn't a, a great performance it was, they just don't look like they, they gelled properly not as bad as you know, the results haven't been as bad as last year, but they're not looking strong. And I've been a little bit disappointed with them so far. Uh, by the power surge that we, we've talked about regularly, the first four overs is the power play, and then you can obviously use the other two later on. We saw two wickets fall for both sides in the initial four-over power play in, in today's game, and that's been a regular feature all the way through this competition, wickets falling early on, and then teams having to rebuild. So the purpose of bringing in that power surge was to try and then give a, an additional boost later on in the innings, but it's actually sapping the energy out of the early overs, isn't it? Yes, but it has been the trend uh, after this pandemic, the opening the batting has been uh, has become very tough. It's supposed to be the easiest uh, job in T20 cricket, isn't it? Opening the batting, but the openers are struggling. Yeah, aren't they? coming in and and you know backing the ball. But no, it's it seems to be the a very very tough for teams to give a good opening partnership. We saw at the IPL as well uh, the teams who which uh, which gave good opening partnership teams kept changing because teams were not able to find the right recipe how to open the innings and uh, same at the big bash it's becoming so difficult I think the power surge is in some sense helping the teams as well so they can preserve those two overs if they lose wickets they don't want the batsmen coming in to also back the ball and take risks. They might want them to take risks a bit later. So this power surge gives them an advantage to use those overs later. But as you and Oli discussed, these rules can also make you do more mistakes. Let's see how it goes. I'm quite interested to see the experiences we, we take out from these rules. I was interested today to see that uh, the Renegades, they resisted the temptation of taking the two-over power surge when Harper and Russo were flying and then regretted that later on because Russo got out and then they, they struggled towards the end of the inning so the power surge later on never really added the impetus to the uh, the Melbourne Renegades posting of that 157 for 5 final point before we get on to looking at the Blue Crocodile cricketer of the match today Ben McDermott in his post-match was saying that he's obviously come into the side found the Hobart Hurricanes dressing room to be one of immense positivity and a real kind of upbeat feel to it which is obviously off the back of winning some games and everybody's gelling and the tactics are working so that that isn't uh, too surprising early days obviously in this competition but you can't kind of buy that, can you? That feel, Ollie, that you know the dressing room that's united, positive, enjoying their cricket and carrying it out on the field. It's a cocktail that Hobart will be delighted that they've got in their camp at the moment. Other teams are maybe struggling for that a little bit. Absolutely. So winning breeds a nice culture, you know, a nice environment. But also, it's the losing. When you lose games, you find out what the dressing room is made of, and 
and how closely they gel. I, I don't know. I'm not involved in dressing rooms, but I can't imagine it's, it's very nice being in the heat dressing room at the moment or possibly in the Renegades one. But Marcus Stoyne has, has talked a lot about how much he loves playing the Blast and it's his, his favourite tournament around the world, obviously at home. But he just loves the cultures that they're breeding at the Stars. And that's something that he really makes him enjoy his cricket. And that's how you get the best out of players. Glenn Maxwell said the same with his stint at Lanks. He said he, he felt it was part of being part of a family. Even though Lanks didn't win the competition, he really enjoyed it then. He wanted to come back. And he, again, has reiterated that feeling about the stars. So it seems to be at the moment, Hobart, obviously winning teams have got a, a nice atmosphere, but Hobart and Love the Stars are creating some sort of family and, and culture around the cricket they're playing. And a lot of that is, is around winning and enjoying it and making it enjoyable because it is entertainment as well. And if you're going to produce your best cricket, you want to be enjoying it. It's like anything, isn't it? Whatever you're doing in life, if you're enjoying your role, you tend to do it better, don't you? That's that just, just human nature. And the uh, positivity in the Hurricanes, it's shining through at the moment. That six-wicket win today, 14 balls to spare, takes them back to the top of the table. They usurp the Melbourne Stars, though, who've played a game less. But Hobart now played four matches on 11 points, sitting pretty at the top. Stars have 10 points from three games. The six have five points from two games and then you go all the way down to uh, fifth place at the moment to the Renegades who've played three lost today and are on four points and uh, in that final playoff position but every side beneath the Renegades has played one game less but early stages in Big Bash 10 14 group games to play and uh, even the Hurricanes, who have played the most games at the moment, still have 10 left to play. So plenty of changes can be made to that table if a team suddenly gets things right later on. And late charges in T20 cricket in the uh, league stages are not unknown. BlueCrocodile.co.uk Sort your mortgage in a snap. Are you a first-time buyer with your eyes on that dream house? Are you wanting to move or looking for a better mortgage deal? Let Blue Crocodile find the right mortgage for you. 10% deposit mortgages are returning. If you need to know how much you can afford to borrow, just visit bluecrocodile.co.uk. Blue Crocodile, cricketer of the match today. I think this is quite an easy one, fellas. I don't think we're going to have too much debate on this one, but Abai, your nomination. Yes, uh, as you said, it's going to be an easy one. I already spoke about Ben McDermott. Uh, I think he's doing great. Now he will also, this big bash is going to be so crucial, like I said earlier, for his Australia white ball chances. So he's he's really going to what we've seen till now, you could see much more. So it's a clear choice today. Yeah, Ben McDermott, fresh from his uh, 100 for Australia A um, last week. 89 not out today from 55 balls. Ollie, any advance on Ben McDermott? Are you in agreement with Abai? Yeah, it, it's quite clear. I mean, the only people that came close was uh, maybe Harper with his 66 off 52. But again, that pales into insignificance against what... Um, McDermott's done there today and, and that's clearly a match winning innings and it's the difference between the two sides and the nice thing to get a little red ink for as well it's always good for the average yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how Ben McDermott goes from here because he's a very talented batsman. He's got a, a very good record in, in T20s. He's played 12 T20 internationals for Australia as well. His high score of 114 made in the bash a couple of years ago. He's capable of taking any attack apart. He did that today and saw the Hobart Hurricanes home by six wickets. The 26-year-old is our Blue Crocodile cricketer of the match. Mortgages are simpler than you think when you have a crocodile on your side. Blue Crocodile, making mortgages snappy and simple. Visit bluecrocodile.co.uk, follow them on Twitter at Blue Croc Money or find them on Facebook. 
Blue Crocodile. Let's finish off then, chaps, with a, a, a bit of a glance towards the, the test scene and Australia's triumph against India in that first test match. And as I said, going to bed last night, Never thought that I'd wake up to see 36 all out against uh, Australia's name. Abai, it's a concern for India, isn't it? This is a much looked forward to series, two very talented sides. India currently hold the uh, trophy from their win down under last time and going to take some coming back from that uh, 36 all out. Coley's gone home for the uh, birth of his first child. Um, Good luck to him for that. But it leaves India under Ajinkya Rahani with a lot to do. Absolutely, and they'll be sweating on Mohammad Shami's fitness as well. It seems a long tournament uh, now because uh, the bowling attack of India, they did really well, but they need batsmen to step up as well. Otherwise, the bowlers won't get, you know, I'm, I'm thinking in the coming matches, if the batting fails again, the bowlers would have too much to do and then they'll also become very lethargic because you need a lot of rest as well after bowling an innings quota. So, lot to think about for India and uh, their mental strength is going to be tested a lot. I don't think they'll be able to retain the, the trophy this time. Looking through the Indian side, Abai, Kohli's going home. Shami doesn't sound too good for him. Kohli was saying after the game that he was struggling to actually raise the arm that he was hit on, so he was going to go for a scan. So, he's very doubtful, that, I think, for the second test match. Pretty sure, completely out of form. He didn't score many runs in the IPL either and has come into this test series looking um, like he's got a, a, a gaping hole between bat and pad in those early overs, which uh, the Australians right. are going to be expert at exposing. Vitamin Sahar didn't have the best of games behind the stumps either. There's going to be massive calls, aren't there, for wholesale changes in this team. A few of them are going to be enforced by the sounds of it. But would you be in favour of changing tack altogether? Because surely the, the team that they picked for the first test match is their strongest side, according to the selectors. So one match doesn't totally change that strategy, does it? Oh uh, Yeah, it doesn't. But um, I'm also uh, very much in favour of continuity. Now, there's going to be some force changes because Kohli is going to be out. So, the number four position has to be changed. Somebody has to come in or somebody has to move. So, they need some replacements anyway. I have a feeling they could plug in number four and replace Shaw for the next match and hopefully Shami is fit. Otherwise, if they lose the next match, I as an Indian fan would want them to give chances to other people. KL Rahul, Shubman Gill, they're very talented. Uh, Probably they'll not perform at the first go. But it's a good opportunity for them to, if they lose the next test match, to give experience to uh, the future stars of India so that they can do better next time around. Yeah, I think Shubman Gill's a, a standout player and temptation to bring him in for Prithvi Shaw, I'm sure. Um, Kohli probably going to be replaced by Rahul, isn't he? Rishabh Pant's in the knockings as well and Mohamed Siraj waiting in the wings if Mohamed Shami doesn't uh, come through the uh, scan that he's having. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Ollie, the uh, the one thing I saw, one of the stats I saw, I and mean, obviously there's a load of stats from this game, 36 all out. Was it the fifth? 
lowest score in Test match cricket ever. It's the lowest by India. Um, it's the quickest game ever to be played at Adelaide as well. But the two quickest games to be completed at that ground are both pink ball fixtures. It's not the best advert, is it, for pink ball cricket, I don't think, this Test match. The scoring rate was really low all the way through. That actually, to me, brought out some quite absorbing cricket because I love that kind of stuff. But for the kind of floating cricket fan, not a huge amount of excitement. It's a very low scoring, attritional kind of Test match. And pink balls are going to be called into question again. The day-night fixtures, how, how would you stand on that? Do, do we need to try and get this pink ball to be a little bit better behaved? Well, it's a strange, isn't it? Because people generally think that it's the evening, sort of, when it gets to twilight, when all the wickets fall. But today it was in probably the best batting conditions. The day three pitch, when it, it's flattened out, India starting the day only one down, and, and it was, the ball was, OK, it was new. But it, there seems to be a bit of anomaly, because in this game, Again, when people think there's going to be left turn in the evening when it's got a bit cooler and it's under lights, which traditionally spin tends to, if you look at T20 games, especially under the lights, spin tends to come on the bat uh, a bit better. Ashwin actually produced one of the best spells of the game. It was incredible. And uh, I, I thought he was actually, for India, a really good plus point today uh, in this game. thought he was really solid. But pink ball test, I mean, I think it's good to have the option. And I think it, it may be needed going forward. I, I don't think there's much you can do against two good bowling attacks and against teams that struggle to defend. And going back to some of those stats show about pink ball, James Anderson's got one five four or five for in Australia, I think, and he's got it in, um, well, one of his five fours uh, was against Adelaide at the pink ball, uh, pink t- um, the daylight test last year or last tour. And uh, he got four of his wickets during the daylight. So I think maybe not the ball. I think some of the onus has got to go on the batting side and some of the defense, defensive techniques they had. And also it was, at, so some of the bowling day was absolutely outstanding. I, I was, mm. I mean, their, their fast bowling ranks are just incredible, Australia. Uh, and it's worried me. I've got actually quite big concerns about the tour next year. I'm, I'm a bit worried. It could be another whitewash, you know, unless we get things together and, and learn how to play it out there. Ollie, 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 your glass is always half empty. I'm, I'm going to just dismiss that comment. Ah, bye. <laughs> Let's... Um... Um, just finish off with, I mean, 36 all out. It's a humiliating score for India. Um, there's going to be a lot of question marks asked. How much of the 36 all out was because of terrific bowling from the likes of Cummings and Hazelwood? And in your opinion, how much of it was because of bad batting? Yeah, it's a hard one. I'll go for the uh, incisive spell pulled by Hazelwood and Cummins. They're really good. And uh, they're batting yesterday also because India is not able to get the tail out quickly. Tim Payne played a really good knock yesterday. And out of that knock and out of that uh, that effort made by Australia's tailenders, the bowlers really got going today, I felt. And they bowled really well. Some were really good both. And India were also a bit timid. I, I would say combination of both, I, though I've chosen the, the spell bowled by Australian bowlers as, as the main point. But I would also say that India were a bit timid. They were very keen and they were preconceived already in their minds that they will block all the balls and make the Australian bowlers a bit tired and then start scoring after the first session maybe. A bit more uh, positive approach would have helped them. They're going to have to catch the catches as well, aren't they? Because they gave Tim Payne a few lives and a few of the other Australians as well. You can't afford to do that against a team like Australia in their own backyard. So India suffering a a, a big, big defeat um, this morning in the uh, day-night test match down in Adelaide. How about Hurricanes picking up the win against the Melbourne Renegades? to go back to the top of the Big Bash table. I joked, Ollie, um, on Twitter that uh, maybe India deserve a point for being ahead at halfway in the Test match. Maybe they should, they should get a Big Bash boost point for being ahead on the first innings. It, it potentially would be, but then could you name it? Could you start using substitutes if you've lost the toss? It's, uh, 
it's a big thing to throw out there. And going on to the point situation, I think if it, if it happens now, if it, India is looking like they may not qualify for the sort of the convoluted World Test Championship final this year in England, and it's looking like, and if they do get whitewashed, I think it does. It looks like it could be um, Australia, New Zealand in that final, which would be a big turn up for the books. But I don't think it would necessarily be a bad thing if New Zealand knocked either Australia or New, um, India out of playing in that final. I think it'd be nice to open it up and show what great strides they've made. So India's performances in the next couple of games is crucial to avoid not just the series but avoid not making that um, that final it wouldn't be good for the TV rights sellers I don't think if India aren't in that final but uh, that's uh, not really part of the equation is it when it comes to uh, world sport we'll be back again tomorrow with different uh, fan reps on but the Sydney Sixers taking on the Adelaide Strikers tomorrow for more points up for grabs in the big bash for now though Abai and Ollie thank you very much for joining me today thanks having us thanks a lot and uh, thank you very much indeed for listening thanks to bluecrocodile.co.uk for their support of this big bash daily podcast and we'll be back again tomorrow I've been James the Cricket Budget. I'll see you then. Big Bash 10. Thanks for listening. We'll bring you another edition of the Cricket Badger Big Bash Daily Podcast in association with bluecrocodile.co.uk tomorrow. See you then. Sports Social Podcast Network.